Scott and Paul Show, episode 54. I'm just going to go ahead and let Scott go with this. Scott, have fun. Okay, exciting news in my world. There is another uh, possibly alien blackout game was trademarked. Uh, being created by the trademark was created by 20th Century Fox. It's been filed for use in video games. Uh, there's a database where trademarks, different properties, and projects are filed. The name of the supposed alien game is all that's teased within the trademarks listing. And it shows it was filed on November 22nd, fitting criteria of both the video game category and one for providing online computer games. Fits into the mold for the rest of the alien video games that have been released in the past as far as the way the trademark was filed, such as Colonial Marines. Uh, this is me paraphrasing the article. Uh, and it looks like we may have a new PC console game coming out. This came from uh, comicbook.com, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And one of the guys on AVP Galaxy pointed out that it's very curious that the title is Alien and not Aliens, as in the plural. Alien Blackout. Yes. So... I'm hoping it's another crack at Alien Isolation, about five or six hours shorter. Blackout could be a million things. As long as it's not a mobile game. Well, there's the article goes on to point out that the Game Awards is December 6th, so you may not have long to find out. Then again... They may not announce anything, cause who knows? It's just a trademark. They yeah, might that's not have, true too. They might not have anything for a year or two. Trademark. Well, trademarks. there is a um, person that did some digging, and I just remembered this. I wish I'd have thought of it a few minutes ago. Uh, that did some digging on a few things. This is a fellow from AVP Galaxy, also, and he got into. Something I can't remember what it is. That sucks. I have to update that one maybe in the next podcast. But he was able to see some... I don't know if it was like the tile sets for level design or something like that. But at the very least, it's been announced for PC and console, which is really great. That means it's not a um, mobile game. That's for those of us who don't have phones, right? Yeah, for all the because since I don't own a phone. Yeah, there was an image that came up. Uh, it seems like it was on Twitter. Uh, they mentioned room sets, which typically sets of assets for your purpose to build levels easily. Uh, there was a stretch of final art. Which is interesting since this was posted back in June of 2017. Crap, let me get my cursor in the right spot here on my laggy laptop. Um, some other um, shorthand the guys talk for. His name is Matt Filer on AVP Galaxy. And seems to be online focused. Uh, this is just this guy's investigating work. 
there's original image source on Twitter. Cold Iron's official launch. It's a studio. Official announcement. Funding secured for the Alien game, which well, that was back in December of 2016. And specifically naming Unreal Engine 4 an online. And his take, based on seeing a little bit of um, information about netcode, is that it is an online-focused game, which sucks, in my opinion. Well, I mean, mostly I go on this is just Jeff Knightley has teased worlds will change. So, and then you have um, does that Kojima. mean? Does that mean? Worlds will change online worlds. I mean, no. imagine if Kojima made an alien game. Well, see, he also posted that same tagline and was at the 20th Century Fox Studios with taking pictures with like an alien egg prop. And then he put that at the bottom. And the text. Right now on the Game Awards, Twitter is the worlds will change, uh, and it has a W that looks kind of like a Wayland Utani W, but is it also possible, is that a tagline for the entire event? Well, I mean, he's outside 20th Century Fox with the egg, and there's a picture of him there, so... I mean, who knows? They're doing. Well, I'm some, pretty excited. They're doing some weird marketing. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of mystery. To it. It's 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 fun. The marketing part's fun right now, so we'll see. My hope is that it is another game that's set a little more in the vein of the original movie rather than the Aliens series. But if they take another crack at Aliens, uh, I hope it's at least good. But Jeff Knightley did post... I mean, it is the Wayland logo, isn't it? It's pretty close. It's got the W. So Yes. It is probably just... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this worlds will change something to do with the show, or I don't know. Unless maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, wait, who is producing the Kojima game? Does Sony have anything to do with the Kojima's new game? Mm. I mean, I know. First name Hideo. Yeah, they do, don't they? Uh, Twentieth Century. Yeah, Twentieth Century Fox. Do they have anything to do with it? Mm. I mean, I know it's a Sony game, but do they have any ties to it? I'm looking. Could he have? Is Death Stranding maybe some weird, weird alien game? Maybe he's going to make something tied into it. Tied into it. You might actually have to buy that stupid game now. Because it's some weird alien crossover. 
He didn't get to do PT, so now he's going to get to do make his own little alien game. Well, I mean, if he's involved in this, man, that would be that would be just so awesome. Just the PT demo was one of the best horror experiences of the last twenty years. That could be why it's taking forever to do Death Stranding because he's doing an alien game in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, he... Alien Blackout, the next isolation or another Colonial Marines. Let's wait and see. Visited 20th Century Fox. That's from Hideo Kojima. Yeah, he was there. And he's talking about the game. Ugh. Bastard. I would, I would like, and maybe he's taking on like some type of producer role. Producer role, yeah. He's looking over it. You need thirty more minutes of cutscenes before your next action sequence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not weird enough. As much as I love Metal Gear Solid, sometimes it's just like. Relax, bro. Relax. I will see. It's going to be uh, a long wait for this guy because it's pretty clear if you listen to this podcast, Alien's kind of my jam. Well, you'll find out in almost a week. Yeah, I hope there's like an actual official announcement. Well, you're, you'll know something on Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah, I hope Worlds Will Change has... Well, I mean... The... The... Um, company line for Wayland yutani is building better worlds. No. Maybe this was the original. Maybe it's a pre- prequel. So... When is Isolation set? Isolation is set... Uh, 15 years after the first Alien movie. Okay, well. Hmm. And they find the black box from the Nostromo from the first movie. Apparently before it detonated its core, it ejected the black box. No, I can't find anything else on this one. So... Well, time to move on. Time to move on. Castlevania. Scott talked about this last week. Or is it week before last? I think it's been like every week for a few weeks. Well, Scott really enjoyed the TV series. And so the producer, there were rounds going... Somebody... I forgot where... I don't know where this rumor came around, but... The producer was rumored I don't know how I pronounce his name Adi Shankar Adi Shankar something like that Adi 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 whatever Adi Shankar 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 this dude was rumored to be doing another series and it was supposed to be Legend of Zelda well he didn't get that one or maybe he wasn't even in talks to do that one but what he did pick up was Devil May Cry and that's not really the other, the big news. The big news was that it is, basically what he's calling it, is a bootleg multiverse. 
So it is going to be attached to the Castlevania universe. And the reason why he picked up Devil May Cry is, quote, so the jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up to. Love him. And he's right. I mean, Castlevania was rescued by, from Paul W. Anderson. So. I wouldn't necessarily call him a jabroni. I would call Michael Bay and McGee jabronis. Yeah, they're pretty. I mean, you yeah, saw what they, you saw what they did to Ninja Turtles and Charlie's Angels. Uh, now the new animated turtles and the action figures look mm-hmm. kind of like they sized after the characters from the movie, maybe a little bit. I don't know, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, at least Paul W. S. Anderson. I don't quit with Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he turned that into a kung fu spectacular. Yeah. It's the of zombies. Well, he had to make his girlfriend look good. Yeah. I mean, see, at the same right. time, he's he's shown moments. I mean, Michael Bay's been a long time since he's shown a moment. I mean, she was already doing some weird ninja crap in Fifth Element, so she just had to continue to trend. Yeah. Yeah, I only like the first. Resident Evil. Other than that, I can do without the rest of them. But anyways, I mean, Car. I mean, just to kind of touch on a bigger thing, you know, he said so. The Jabronis in Hollywood don't fuck this one up too, unless you are somebody that has some serious clout. I just don't. Man, most new movies are watchable or barely watchable. They don't typically drift into the good or great category. I mean, I've watched some that are good. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But it seems to me, and maybe I've just not, I've not gathered enough data and seen enough stuff in Hollywood right now, but it just seems like the overall quality of films has dropped dramatically. I mean, like, if they made a Pac-Man movie, and he's talking about fucking shit up, <laughs> if they made a Pac-Man movie, I could see them casting The Rock or... Um, like Ryan Seacrest as fucking Pac-Man. Yeah. That's what's wrong with Hollywood. They just... And, and that's not a dog on the rock. Don't get me wrong. I'd watch that movie and probably like it. But the point is, they don't... They don't when they get a property, it's very hard for them to stay true to any part of the property. It's it's very superficial. Like Superman. Yeah, well, they won't get comic book writers that's a problem so I uh Devil May Cry and Castlevania definitely blend so that's exciting I mean Dante versus Alucard I'd buy that for a dollar so rejoice He's rescued Devil May Cry from Hollywood. Unless he used up all of his talent on Castlevania. Yeah. Possibly. I wonder which character, which, are we going to get like emo Dante or like cool Dante, like Fonzie Dante? I don't even know how it's going to fit in the timeline. I don't know. 
I haven't. What was the? Was it just DMC? Is that what it was called? The one with the kind of emo-ish brown-haired Dante. Yeah. I haven't played that one yet. But that one's no longer in continuity, so. Oh. Because we're doing DMC six, I think, or no five. Five is the new one. So. But we'll see. I'm still working on Castlevania. I'm on episode three. But we got another reboot. Chucky's back. I'm not oh, he's in need of a reboot. Yeah. Um. We got some new details. This is a week old, but we didn't talk about it last week. Um. Name of the movie will be Child's Play, so they're keeping that. The name of the doll is Buddy, but it's spelt with an I. And if you looked at the little poster they gave us, the I actually has a Wi-Fi signal over it, so that's part of the updating. So, um, there'll probably be some cute little kills with some Wi-Fi and electronics. So that's that's fine, I guess. The little buddy. Um, The doll's name will be Chucky. It will be directed by Lars Kelfberg. He directed Polaroid. And it will be from a screenplay by Tyler Burton Smith. If you haven't heard of him... Now he basically just writes video games. He wrote Quantum Break and Sleeping Dogs, which that was an awesome game. Can't say much about Quantum Break. I never played it, but Sleeping Dogs was awesome. And he's right now writing Kung Fury 2. Is that the guy who wrote Kung Fury 1? No, he wrote 2. Is there only Kung Fury 2? Um, or is it just Kung Fury? There was a Kung Fury 1. Kung Fury 1 is pretty amazing. Based on the original movie. Two is going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Kung Fury 2 is going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Uh-huh. Sign me the fuck up. Wow. I'm ex- I This is new to me. I. It's a good thing we're not on camera because I'm pretty sure I have a rise in my yeah. big It's also going to have Michael Fassbender and David Hasselhoff in it as well. Hasselhoff. That was the name of my guild in uh, Warcraft years ago. <laughs> had a twink guild where we stayed in level 39 battlegrounds and we were Team Hasselhoff. That uh, went on for like 18 months. <laughs> it was great. Until <laughs> they nerfed twinking. Yeah. Um, or I would still be doing that. The new child's play follows a mother who gives her son a toy doll for his birthday. Unaware of his more sinister nature. So is this the same thing. Shocking. Yeah. Um, never heard any of the people in the movie, so. I wonder if they're going to change the voice. Uh, it's produced by David Katzenberg and Seth Graham Smith. They oversaw last year's remake of It. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I have high hopes. I wonder if they're going to change the voice. 
the hell is that guy's name? Oh, um, uh, they're bringing Ryan Smith, and she does everything else. What is the name of the guy that does the voice of that? And his daughter in the last Chucky um, movie. Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf, yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's his daughter that took over. Um, Chucky transplanted his soul finally into her body. I, I never, think. I never saw I it. I saw it once. See the Chucky? No, it was the one after that. No, it was two after that. Cult of Chucky? Cult of Chucky, yeah. Or Curse of Chucky. I mean... Is this what? The Curse of Chucky? I don't know. <laughs> Is there a Curse of Chucky movie? Yes, there's a Curse of Chucky. Cult of okay, Chucky, that must Curse have been of Chucky. after Seed of Chucky. I don't know. I'll stop watching it after Bride of Chucky. Um, Seed of Chucky was terrible. Yeah, Fiona Dorf. Um, and... The one after that was actually good. And then the last one was not all that. But it really wasn't terrible either. But I would have to watch it again to really, like, put my money behind that. Because I watched it. It must not be that good. Not, I remember the one before it more. But the last one made $2 million at the box office. Well, it's $2 million it's more good, than but... we have. So. Yeah, and... I mean, spoiler alert, they kill Andy off in this one. Spoiler. No, they don't kill him off. He gets blamed for the murders. After all these years, it was the psycho kid. Yeah, he gets he gets caught up in it somehow. I can't remember. Um, I'm gonna have to watch the movie again. Shit, <laughs> can't remember if I liked it or not. I might have been one of those movies where I was doing something else and trying to watch it and. Well, I just hope that uh, Brad Dorf is still the voice. Because he he's pretty epic in that role. In every movie. He can't help but the rest of the movie may not be as good as he is. Eh, he'll probably have some small role in there, if not given the Stan Lee cameo. You almost have to. At this point. Yeah, you kind of... I mean, he's... He's always done an excellent job with that. And his voice is very distinct. I mean... I don't mind a comedic Chucky movie. I like when they can go back and forth a little bit. So I like... You know, if they take a more serious... um, Try to actually make a, a real horror film... Rather than a horror dark comedy, uh, I'll be pretty excited about that. I like that's why I like Bride of Chucky. Is I thought it was the best one. And I also like the horror comedy side. So, Bride of Chucky is just one of those fucked up movies. Yeah, it's 
dark, so seed of Chucky. Dark comedy. I didn't watch Seed of Chucky. I thought, yeah. Brian Chucky should have sure ended turkey it. Based involved. Probably. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> and the. Uh, you, I just spent the whole movie. I've only seen that one once, but I do remember. I spent the entire movie hoping that Chucky would just stab the shit out of his son. <laughs> just get it over with. I can't stand him. So. Well. I like the first one and I like Bride of Chucky. Two is serviceable. Three's shit. Three was pretty horrible when he goes to military school, boot camp, yeah. whatever it is. And the end was stupid. Yeah. The whole theme park or circus, whatever was going on, amusement park. And then... Uh, Let that be a lesson to you. Any movie that ends with people going to an amusement park, it's crap. Don't ever do that. Very, very, very... I Amusement parks generally are like a death nail in a movie. Yeah. To me. Yeah. It's like a sewer level in a video game. Yeah, if you have Just an underwater stop. level, don't do it. If you go to an amusement park in a movie, don't do it. What was the... Uh, what's the Woody uh, Harrelson's... Unless you're writing The Killing Joke, don't do it. The Woody Harrelson zombie movie goes to an amusement park and it's alright. Oh yeah, that that's actually pretty good. Um, Zombieland. Zombieland. That's one of the few that broke the mold. I guess. Is it Zombieland? Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah. That one worked. Yeah. Well, the whole movie worked, but. True. Bill Murray scene was great. Yeah. Um, they... Who the fuck walks around pretending to be a zombie in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're about to get your ass shot. Are they still doing the TV series? Zombie Land? Yeah. I didn't know they had a TV series. I, I know they were. Sp- going to work on one but I know Walking Dead fucking killed off a fan favorite character the other night and the problem is for me it's not that they killed him off it's that they killed him off after introducing four or five extremely uninteresting characters it's like if you need to make room wipe one of them out but they've been in for like three or four episodes, and it's really hard to care about what happens in them. But anyways, that's my tangent about Walking Dead. Everything else the episode was pretty awesome. Last news we... I'm making sure I'm still on. The last news we have on Zombieland 2 was July 13th, 2018. Oh. That's and, yeah. Uh, Zombieland sequel is a go with Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and Abigail Brislin. Oh, she's a lot older now. That was a little girl, right? Uh, probably. Yeah, she's older. I'll have to, that one I'll give see in theaters. Um, see if they actually gave what they thought was a date. As long as the trailer stupid. As long as it doesn't look like a sewer level. The film is set to begin production in January and will be released October 2019. In time for the 10th anniversary of the original film. So, 
Okay, that's that's. Oh cool. my god! Seriously. Yeah. Man, time flies. Yeah. Okay. Ten years already. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of time flying, if anybody was alive in 1982, you saw some good films that year. And you would have spent a lot of money at the theater. And now we're going to remind you what was the best film you saw. In fact, the top five films you saw that year. Scott, we have narrowed down the top 22 films. This is the toughest list so far. Yes. Tell the people the 22, and nope, actually this is in order. This is the order of domestic gross. So, tell the people what we have. We have E.T., Pussy, Rocky Three, Orkies, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 48 Hours, Iced, First Blood, The Toy, The Dark Crystal, Conan the Barbarian, The Sword and the Sorcerer, Tron, Blade Runner, Airplane 2, the sequel, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Road Warrior, Night Shift, <laughs> Creep Show, The Thing, The Secret of Them, and The Beastmaster. And we can only choose five. That is, that is a sword and sorcerer I'm thinking about, right? The animated film? Well, there was two oh, sword I'm... and sorcerers. Is that. That's what I'm thinking. Is it the sword and sorcerer the animated, or is it the actual, the one where the guy gets crucified? I'm sure it's the animated one. Let me check. Because I'm betting the other one didn't make that much money. Okay, that is the guy who gets crucified. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can barely remember that particular film then. The Sword of Stones, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the one. That's the animated one. That's the one we had that really sad scene where Merlin transforms the uh, Arthur into the into the squirrel, and the squirrel falls in love with the guy Arthur. Yeah, and she gets all sad. Just because of that scene, it's not going to make it into the top ten. I'm just telling you right now. That it probably inspired some bullshit furry art. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some not safe for work crap. So anywho, uh, Scott went out a little bit there for a second, but Poltergeist was the seventh movie he named. Okay. Oh, I forgot. I skipped Poltergeist? No, your audio went out. Okay. Scott. Heads or tails? Tails. Hey Siri, flip a coin. It's tails. Fuck yeah. Alright, Scott, you get to be the bad guy. Take the first one off. What's the toy? That is when Richard Pryor... Gets to be like the servants, like he's basically a servant for the little rich kid, and you had Jackie Gleason be the rich man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've. I very 
much remember every film on this list and watched a few of them in the past week. Except the toy. I just vaguely remember that one. Yeah. So I'm cutting the toy. The oh. toy is gone. Man, Richard Pryor knocked off. Sorry, Richard Pryor. God rest your soul. Yeah, I didn't try to look up The Sword and the Sorcerer because I had the wrong movie in mind. I've seen that movie like a dozen. The Sword Okay. Next film. Well... Hmm. Well, I guess we will drop the Beastmaster. Good movie, but they kill Toto or Poto, one of them. Oh yeah, it's like killing a dog. Yeah. However, they bring him back in the sequel, so. You can't retroactive that crap. No. It was ass in the fire. Yeah. If they wouldn't so have done that, he wouldn't have made it to the top ten. Freaking awesome movie, then. Yeah, other than that part. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to show my son that one. Is it Mark Singer? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought he was like skinny Lex Luger. When I was like eight, I was like, "This must have been Lex Luger before he got <laughs> on steroids." Yeah, he was, yeah, he was awesome in V two. Yeah, uh, if I had to cut one out of this, I think it's pretty obvious to cut Airplane Two, the sequel. Man, you're just an airplane hater, Scott. You're, you cut Airplane the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love the first one. The second one, I mean, it's okay. I've seen it three or four times. Let's get rid of Night Shift. No, 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 hold on. I want to keep that one. I was thinking of the Graveyard Shift. We're keeping Night Shift. Yeah, Graveyard Shift's not that good. Um, it's one of those watchable films. Oh boy. It's already getting tough. Oh, jeez Louise. Let's get rid of the Road Warrior. What? Well, oh my god. It's not Mad Max. You got the Road Warrior with 18 other movies on there? <laughs> yes. I'm having a hard time not convinced that that might be my number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe number two. It's my one or two on this list. Holy shit. Damn, dude. Is that payback for The Shining? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How does Road Warrior not fit in the top five? It's not E.T., it's not Rocky Three. it's not Wrath of Khan, it's definitely not... It's better than Mad Max. Yeah, it's not First Blood. It has <laughs> dead time. And it's not... And it's, it's, on, and, it's, and it's not Conan. It's not any of those five. 
Jesus criminy. Fuck. <laughs> that totally didn't expect that one. Uh, Jesus, man. I, I just think I'm going to quit the podcast now. I, I, my face feels warm. Uh, yeah, well, fuck Night Shift. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about the film now. It's like, fuck you, Paul. (laughs) Night Shift is gone. Man, killing Batman. What the fuck? Now, can we go back to fucking being square? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, I'm getting rid of Conan, then. Fuck you. (laughs) God. (laughs) Conan's gone. Alright, alright. Well, at least the one I chose wasn't really a contender for top five. Hmm. Though I would say Conan and Road Warrior definitely would have been contenders. Mm. Top ten, maybe not top five. Let's see. Conan does have some dead space in it. It's definitely better than Barbarian. Barbarian's a little bit. I've seen it more, but it's not. It's kind of. You just cut Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, I know. Oh. But I'm getting ready to cut something you're not going to like either. So. Just wait. <laughs> Unless you cut it first, I don't think you will. I'm eyeballing. Ah, oh, Jesus. There's a lot of good movies on here. There there are. 1982 was a good year. Surprisingly. If... I'm going to say The Sword and the Sorcerer. Alright. It's not that great film. No. It's just okay. I'm going to get rid of... Eh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. It's a great movie. There's still a bunch of great movies left. Yeah. 14. And we have Tootsie, Rocky 3, Porky, Star Trek 2... 48 Hours, Poltergeist, First Blood, Dark Crystal, Tron, Blade Runner, Creep Show, The Thing, and The Secret of Nim. Oh, Jesus. Porkies. Man, getting rid of Porkies. That's a rough one. It's a classic. Yeah. Well... I'm looking at three movies. I can't believe you cut Road Warrior so early. Get rid of the thing. It's a remake. No, oh, you and your remake crap. And they kill a dog. They kill a bunch of dogs. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you thing. <laughs> Alright, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna say Creep Show. 
Oh, man. I never think it's left, creep show. I think I would have got rid of Blade Runner. It's a little bit boring. I'm getting rid of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's another one that has some big dead space on it. Also, still... depending on which version you watch, because there's no definitive version. True. <laughs> there's 18 versions. I still haven't seen the new one. I own it, I just haven't watched it. Yeah, I was looking at that. Alright. I've heard it's good. Yeah. We are okay. down to 10. E.T., Tootsie, Rocky 3, Star Trek 2, 48 Hours, Poltergeist, First Blood, The Dark Crystal, Tron, and The Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim's awesome. Okay. I think it's on you, isn't it? Yes. All right. Dark Crystal. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess it's a good movie. I tried watching it before. I just couldn't get into it. But I would say I got it earlier. You threw me though. You totally my game off. Uh, there's two of them I'm looking at. George Miller, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what gets into him. I'm getting rid of First Blood. Holy shit! They kill a lot of dogs in that movie. I thought you just fucked them up. <laughs> <laughs> off screen, dead dogs, right? Yeah, it's off screen. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that this past, uh, probably September, when I showed Owen the, uh, my son the Rambo movies. Now, just an aside here, this isn't necessarily what we think is film that's, you know, superior filmmaking. It's not the sole criteria. Like, me and Paul haven't really talked about the criteria a whole lot, but it's it's what you enjoy or if they kill dogs, if it's a remake. (laughs) Yeah, it's what the Scott and Paul show would deem as the best. I mean, this is a genre podcast. Yeah, this isn't this isn't what is it sticks the closest to the USC film school yeah. style of filmmaking or the Hollywood yeah. formula. I mean, we, I mean it plays in sometimes, but I mean, the Officer and Gentleman is not on this list, and it's loved by a lot of people, and it's probably a great film. This it is. is. It is. A good yeah. film. There's no way it would have made it anywhere on this list for us. It no, would, it would have been cut first thing. Kramer and Kramer is a great film, but we're never going to actually put it on any list because we would watch Uncle Buck a thousand times over before we'd watch <laughs> Kramer and Kramer. Kramer and Kramer is fucking good. Um, but we recognize great films. We just this is a genre podcast. Yeah, I absolutely enjoy it. I the odds of me ever watching it again are pretty low. Yeah. So while one may be superior in structure to another film, eh. This is a podcast about... Give me Masters of the Universe yeah. of Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. This is <laughs> video games, wrestling, Kiss, Guns N' Roses. You know what you're getting on this podcast. I wish you'd buy like DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever 
and they would have like whatever the TBS movie of the week intro was <laughs> at the beginning of the film. That would make these movies a whole half point higher rating. Uh, okay, we have E.T., Tootsie, Rocky Three, Star Trek Two, Forty Eight Hours, Portron, and The Secret of Nim. It's amazing. Any time you say Poltergeist, it cuts you off. There's <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh, I didn't do it that time. Poltergeist. Does it matter if I'm facing my mic? It's off to the side just a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to cut, and speaking of what we just discussed, uh, is it my pick? Yeah, I think so. Tootsie. Tootsie. That's one that I have now seen twice. I watched it over the weekend, and it was extremely good. Even though the end made no logical fucking sense, she should have slapped him with a restraining order and kicked him between the legs and whatever else. But it was a really good movie. It was funny, too. But I'd never watch it again. I'm dropping Tron. It gets a little boring. I can go with that. It's moving. It's like Escape from New York. It gets a little long in the tooth at times. Man, this is going to be a hard choice, Scott. The two I'm looking at. Well, one of these obviously doesn't fit. Huh? One of these obviously doesn't fit. Well, two of them don't fit. In our criteria films. Man. Ooh, jeez. God, this is... E.T., Rocky Three, Star Trek Two, Forty Eight Hours, Poltergeist, and The Secret of Nim. All of these are great films. One of these would be considered by millions as an incredible film. Loved by millions. That would be E.T. One of these not very many people saw it would be Secret of Nim. Poltergeist is a classic 48 Hours is a comedy classic Star Trek 2 is a nerd classic and Rocky 3 is a it's not as loved but man that's a great Rocky film introduction of Mr. T Hulk Hogan the first time you really saw him break out from he was still in the AWA at the time he actually had to quit the AWA to get in there it's true yeah. Rocky Three is is a really good movie. And that I think time's been very that film too. And Rocky Three was Dan's choice for a movie. So that's a that's a choice for Dan. The cut? No, to be as a top film. That's his choice. He said Rocky Three was America. He is correct. So we gotta put that in there as a choice for Dan, as a vote for Dan. Well, so that gets, I to guess, to me, it's between Rocky Three and Forty Eight Hours. So I guess Forty Eight Hours does have to. I guess to stay, we gotta at least figure out how we're gonna do that as a rule. So I guess it gets one pass. I'm, so I guess Forty Eight Hours has to go. I'm cutting Forty Eight Hours. It's, I've been debating those two the whole time. Okay, so. uh, basically, the criteria I'm going with is Forty Eight Hours of the six films that's on the list right now is the one that I have rewatched the least. Though I've rewatched it s- several times, 
That's the one I rewatched the least. I have seen E.T. probably a dozen times. Rocky three probably three dozen times. Everything's left. That's the one I've watched the most of. All right. It's only been a year or two since I've watched The Secret of Men. Okay. Well, that saved Dan's movie, Rocky Three. Well, I mean, Rocky Three is is he's right. Like, you get this big. There is a a dead space in it, but it's it's the drama of Rocky kind of realizing that everything got cut out from underneath of him. He because he wasn't fighting the top tier talent he thought he was. Mickey dies. And then he's trying to learn how to fight a whole new style, and he just can't get up for it. Then finally, you know, he gets motivated and does what Rocky yeah. does. And you get the training regimen with his his with Apollo Creed. Apollo. I yeah. mean, their chemistry was awesome, which is another reason that Rocky Four works so well yeah. in the Creed movies. Um, if you grew up watching, I mean, his so. his most. It's iconic, the beach scene. As stupid as it is, I mean, that is his foe. The way they're dressed. Yeah. <laughs> they're cut-off shirts. Cut-off shirts and their calf socks. Yeah. And six-packs, bastards. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who well, we beat the shit out of for two movies, now they're out there best friends because there's nobody else who went through what they went through. Now, I was debating yeah. it, but... Rocky Three is probably my favorite out of the ones that's left too. So, anyways, yeah, we need to put top. these in order. These are your the five right now. These are not in order. E.T. Rocky Three, Star Trek Two, Portrait Guy, Cigarette. Oh boy. I'd probably go with E.T., Rocky Three, Poltergeist, Secret of Them, and Star Trek. That's my list. Out of the top five. Well, we got one vote for Rocky. Well, we got one vote for Rocky Three at the top. That's for Scott. And Dan. So that's two. No, I said E.T. You said E.T. is your number one? I did, but I'm re- I'm debating it now. I'm going to say Rocky Three at one, E.T. at two, because this isn't necessarily about what's a better structural film and yada, yada, yada. E.T. hit me right in the feels. Oh, yeah, when E.T. dies. Clever Lang hit Rocky right in the balls. So, <laughs> <laughs> And Rocky got back up and smashed his face. I mean, when Spock dies, though, that's rough. Oh, man. Good point. Is that as rough as Mickey dying? It hurt me worse when <laughs> Spock died. Because, I mean, it's fucking Spock. You've watched them your entire life for your entire childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch a lot of the original series when I was a kid. And it's so iconic, Spock and Kirk, and then boom. Damn, and Rocky gets knocked the fuck out, and then Mickey dies in his arms in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who's yeah, I, uh, I think that's a tough one. I get, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Rocky Three, E.T., Poltergeist, Secret of Them, and Star Trek Two. Since I don't have Red Warrior to squeeze on this list somewhere, Poltergeist is. That's good. I've watched half of these movies. Just in you the past moved the headstone, but you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> All right, so the, the elephant in the room, though, is definitely E.T. E.T. is a great movie, but you, you kind of have to be in a mood to watch E.T. Rocky Three, I can just put it on right now and watch it. E.T., you know what I always got? Was when E.T. is like... Is exploring um, and all the Star Wars action figures. I'm trying to like name off all the old '80s toys that I remember. Every time I watch that scene, so when he acts like he knows Yoda in the Halloween costume, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> but he should. He should recognize the species. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you know, they probably built the Death Star of the bastards. It wasn't the Genosians. It was ET's race. Secret of Nim's kind of rough. Well, all those movies. Rough as in it's, it's very dramatic. Us, she's trying to save her sick kid and all that. Oh, yeah, that's a that's an intense film, really. Yeah. If you can get past the wallpaper. And then the fact that make a mouse. Um, I think I would move E.T. to five, maybe. Whoa. I was talking about cutting Rocky three earlier, but that was crazy talk. Secret to him has a little bit more action in it. I mean, and drama. E.T. is just... It's fucking E.T. I mean, the only drama you have in that is riding the fucking bike. Yeah. And the guy walking around with fucking keys. Secret to him is just... The mother trying to save her child. Is she going to do it? And you have the whole moving. Was it moving day or whatever? And you got yes, the, moving day. And you have the farm. Yeah. And they all missed around. Yeah. I think Rocky Three. Maybe. Start. Oh, shit. Put E.T. 5. Rocky 3, 1. Nim 3 or 2. Star Trek 4, maybe. Man, now you got me thinking about Secret of Nim. I'd move Secret of Nim above Poltergeist. Okay, let me just do this first. Okay, let's move. Damn it, where's Dan? Can we agree Rocky's, num- Rocky's Rocky, number one? Rocky is number one. Alright. Rocky. Three. Hey Siri, flip a coin. <laughs> uh, it won't do it. Heads, it's Nim. Tails, it's Wrath of Khan. Um, this here. Uh... 
Oh, okay, that's 48 hours. Okay, Rocky 3. What about Rocky 3, Secret and M? Poder Guy CT. We forgot Star Trek. Star Trek would be four. I can go with that. Alright. Secret and M. I mean, it's most safe to assume that if, other than Rocky V, Rocky movies are probably going to be near the top of every year. So Rocky Three, Secret of Nim, Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, Poltergeist, and E.T. Boy, that's going to piss people off. Yeah. Are we happy yeah. with this? Rocky, I can look at this. Rocky Three had... Drama, fighting, Secret of Nim had everything. Same thing as Rocky. The difference was Rocky 3, you had your, uh, you had the mentor dying, and you had the two foes coming together to be friends. Star oh, yeah, Trek, they. Star Trek 2, you had. The father losing his son. I mean, that was in the first one, wasn't it? No, no, it was that no, one. No, that was that was, th- that was yeah, rather calm. And then he lost his best I friend. His it. best friend sacrificed himself to save the ship. Right. And right, a lot of dying in these movies. Poder. Well, they had the whole mind control angle. And oh yeah, Chekhov yeah. and yeah. all that. Poder guys, he. He moved and the blood and zero gravity was pretty cool. Bodies. That was not two? I thought that was in five. Was that five? That was, that five. was five. Shit, yes, it was. Because it was like CG blood. It I just was... watched Wrath of Khan last week. Yeah, that was that was pink blood. <laughs> yeah. And then you had The e. pink e. blood yeah. and the Klingons. The more traditional and the next generation style Klingons. Hmm. Yeah, alright, so we're good. Rock 3, Secret of Them, Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan, Poltergeist, and E.T. That was your best films for 1982. Man, Come at was... me, bros. Come at me. We, that was we rough. put E.T. at number 5. Yeah. Well, you know what you're getting in Scott and Paul's show. If E.T. would have pulled out a lightsaber, fucking number 1. <laughs> like, yeah. like... You know, fuck the edit where they took the guns out and replaced them with walkie-talkies, which I don't even think they even play that one on any TV anymore. Steven Spielberg apologized for that. Yeah, they 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 play the shotgun version. Um, last two or three times I've caught it on television when I still had it. I always noticed the shotguns, but anyways, or rifles, whatever they had. Yeah. Had they cornered Elliot in the forest with their guns? And E.T. just like, stepped in front of him and shed the hood. <laughs> a number one movie of the 80s right fucking there. <laughs> but you fucked up, Spielberg. You didn't pull a lightsaber out of E.T.'s ass to fuck up. Well, all right. 
Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back 83. Later.